Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to an edition of the Base Hit Ball Four podcast. My name is Glenn Zenegas, alongside Tyler Bloomstick, Scott Roswald, and Alex Cashman. First episode of 2021, and we finally got some baseball news where we had to approach the end of December into January to finally get some major baseball news and was able to bring back the podcast because of it. So the San Diego Padres pull off a trade for Blake Snell. Um Good for the Padres. They had that incredible season in 2020, making it to the playoffs for the first time since 2006. They had Fernando Tatis. They had Manny Machado. They had Will Myers. They had all this excitement. They had Mike Clevenger. Then Mike Clevenger goes down right before the playoffs, and the Padres replace him with Blake Snell and also acquire you Darvish from the Cubs. Now, there's a million different directions we can go into, but we're going to start with the Padres' point of view. This is them going for it this is them looking at the los angeles dodgers and saying you won the world series congratulations but it's not going to be a cakewalk for you in the national league west anymore and it's really exciting to see a smaller market team like san diego really go for it they could have sat on the laurels after the clevenger trade and even after he went down they still had lament they didn't need to do this but they decided to go for it they thought that they owed their fans after a really good season in 2020 to put all their chips to the center of the table and they did what they needed to do, getting a, getting a Cy Young Award winner in Blake Snell and a really, really good pitcher in you Darvish. So before we get into the Rays and the Cubs and them taking maybe a step back, let's give credit where credit is due. And Scott, the San Diego Padres are really stepping up to the Los Angeles Dodgers and forcing them to really earn a division this year in the past eight years where it's really just been a cakewalk for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, love the moves uh, by the Padres. AJ Preller's the the GM, right? Mm-hmm. Throwing all the chips all in, saying this this is the time. Um, huge move because in the postseason, their pitching is kind of where they they fell apart. Um, they they're gonna hit. We know they're gonna hit. Tatis is an MVP candidate. Machado is an MVP candidate. But they were missing those extra arms and adding Snell and a guy who is a Rain, uh, former Cy Young award winner and you Darvish who what came in second or third this year for the Cy Young is is huge especially in that ballpark where it's it's a pitcher's ballpark it's big uh it's going to play to those guys skill sets plus they they still have Denelson Lamette um once they get Clevenger back that'll be huge I, I'm still not convinced that they're not going to be out on Trevor Bauer and I think the biggest thing out of all of it is that they didn't trade their number one prospect in Mackenzie Gore, who's a left-handed pitcher uh, who's projected to be one of the, uh, the the best in the league once once he comes up. So uh, that's huge that they held on to the number one prospect. Padres are all in. Dodgers should be, be a little nervous going into this year. They're going to have a lot of competition, and that's going to be a fun, fun matchup to watch all year long. I agree 100%. It, it happened so fast. Like, I feel like... Which one happened first? I feel like Snell. it was a Snell trade and then it was Darvish. Yeah. So, like, neither of those were expected. Like, rumblings came out about Snell, like, that he could possibly get moved, but the Padres weren't necessarily a landing spot. Or, like, truly, there wasn't even enough time for there to be any of that talk. It just kind of happened. And then, later that day, or I think it was early the next day, you Darvish gets traded right to the Padres. That That's a huge splash. Like, I... I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think it takes them out of the Bauer sweepstakes because you got to remember they have Hosmer's contract, they have Machado's contract, and now they have this entire pitching staff that they need to pay. 
that's a lot for the Padres who traditionally haven't spent a lot of money. Um, but this is good. I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens to the Padres. So I'm going to flip sides a little bit and talk a little bit about the Rays. Um, <clears throat> what the Padres did was phenomenal on their end, but uh, I think that the Rays might have just become a dumpster fire. Um, and, you know, Blake Snell just signed a contract with the Rays. He decided that him and his family wants to stay in Tampa Bay or St. Pete, wherever they play, um, for a good amount of time. And then they said, hey, I don't care about that. We're going to trade you for kind of nothing because they, I don't think – I think they could have gotten more for him. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I do feel like they could have gotten more for him. Um, so I think that this is going to start a, a kind of a downward down, – a downward spiral for the Tampa Bay Rays and say, Hey, you know, you guys are trying to get a little too cute now. And uh, why would anyone want to sign with them saying, Hey, you know, you just signed your ACE to a five-year deal and then just flipped them a year later. Why would anyone want to sign with that team? Yeah. You make a good point because not only what they just did, but they have a, what they just did with Snell and Morton, but they, they have a history of doing this. They traded Archer, they traded Price, they traded the Garza, they traded Shields. This is just the way they do business. On top of that... But this one's a little different, they, isn't it? Like this one, well, they this traded Snell earlier in his contract and he's younger, right? Than Archer and Price were? Probably the yeah. same age as Archer, but yeah. yeah. But, but earlier yeah, he, in the he, contract. Yeah, but he's he's right into that contract. Like he just signed that. So That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I, I think it's a little bit different in the sense that, like, I've, unless it wasn't public that Snell said he wanted out, he might have said it behind closed doors. But the way that the season ended for them, like, you guys disrespected Snell by taking him out of the game in the World Series, and then you kind of double down on it and just dump him for, as Cash said, they could have gotten more. Like, they got... And the main piece in that seemed like it was Francisco Mejia, who's kind of a floundering prospect catcher at this point, who's already been traded twice. Um, they definitely could have got more. I, I think it for the Rays, it is a huge kind of slap in the face to Blake Snell, but good for Blake Snell to get out of there uh, and into greener pastures and just a, a better place to be in San Diego. Glenn, I don't even said- understand, like, the way the Rays manage their starters, it, Cash said, why would anyone sign with Tampa? Not only that they get rid of people too early, they also don't let their starters, you know, go into games longer. If you're a starting pitcher that has any sort of pride or integrity, you want the ball going into the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. So, like, why if you're a free agent, and they're never going to be in the Garrett Coles. They're never going to be in the Steven Strasburg kind of stratosphere with signing a free agent pitcher of that caliber. But if you're like any starting pitcher that has any sort of pride in your profession, you want the ball in the seventh or eighth inning. So if the Tampa Bay's offer you a contract and they say, listen, we're going to give you this money, but you're only going to go five because our analytics say that we're going to give the bullpen the ball going into the sixth, seventh, eighth inning with the third time through the order. Why would anyone want to sign with Tampa? It's just it, it's a bad look. And, you know, Tyler Glass now now is just sitting there and he's thinking instead of how am I going to defend this American League pennant we just won? He's sitting there thinking, first of all, they completely uh, suffocated the starting rotation around me. And two, am I next? 
So how do you have any sort of confidence if you're a Tampa Bay Ray player that your ownership and your front office is going to help you guys win instead of just trade everybody off? It doesn't make sense. They, they traded Snell and they let Morton go and they're acting like a team in July that's out of the race and just selling off pieces. This is the team that was just in the World Series and they were an all-time bad managerial decision away of forcing a game seven of the world series. And then in game seven, anything is possible. So instead of adding to the roster, they decided to subtract. And now they're significantly worse than what they were in October. They're not the best team in the American league anymore. There's not a lot of great teams in the American league. We'll get into that later. The betting odds have the Yankees like three times more to win the pennant than the white Sox, which is the next best team according to Vegas. But yeah, you win the pennant and you go to the world series, you should be, try in the off season after that to add on to that and get over the hump and win the world series instead of taking a step back. I don't know what the Rays are building for because they just got to where they, where every team wants to be. And then they got there and they said, no, that's good enough. Let's, let's reset. It, do, it doesn't make sense. Glenn. So that's the problem. I mean, well, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, but you said something before that stuck out and you said, that's just the way the Rays operate. And that's just the way they do business. That's exactly right. It's business to them because when they're operating financially at the very, very small, I guess they, they have a very small margin for error um, operationally. That's kind of, I mean, you're right. That's how they have to run it. I mean, it's, we've seen it back years, like even before like Evan Longoria and guys before that, where they just, it's a rotation there. Like it's, they're not trying to build a winning culture there necessarily. They're more, but isn't that the goal? I don't know what the right word is. Organization it's kind of, is to build a consistent winner, and then the Rays have seemingly done that, and they pull back. What from a, from a normal fan's perspective, I'd say yeah. I mean, I completely agree with that. But when you're owning a business or and you're owning a team, it's back to that whole business and baseball thing. Like you have to find that fine line between making a profit and then also trying to win. But don't baseball you think that's a problem, in not out. only for the Rays, but all of Major League Baseball? A lot of these owners, I was talking to a friend the other day about this, ex- this explicit topic. A lot of these owners buy these franchises, sort of like how some rich guy will buy a Ferrari and then put it in the garage for 30 years and never yeah. drive it. That's not, what a, that's not what a sports team is. You should buy a sports team because you love that sport and you should want to be successful and win. This is not an investment to just bring up your net worth. There's a or lot the of very least that buy tickets and buy merchandise and pay for parking and all this stuff to see a team and hopefully see their team win. And these yep. owners clearly don't care. At the very so, least, I, I think you should like, go in and just put the money on the table and hire a general manager that is going to do that for you. If you want to buy the team and be hands off, then fine at least structure it to win baseball games. I, mean, I completely agree with you. Yeah, they, uh, in my, to me, they horrible. just, they, they seem like just a factory to me for development. Like yeah, I think it's robotic. That, almost. I was going to say that that's, before. That's what they want. They just want to be a developmental organization where they build up these players. Cause they do, they do a good job developing players and then they sell them off and then they just start over again. And that, every, that's not every right. once in a while. If you never win the, war, you never win the yeah. World Series, nobody cares. We always and, make fun of Tampa because Tropicana Field, even without a pandemic, is always empty. That yeah. The reason why it's empty, first of all, is because it's a nightmare to get to. Even if you're in Tampa, it takes you an hour and a half to get there. And two, fans can't, the, the little fans that the Rays have, they can't fall in love with these players because 
they're gone in three yeah. to four years. They can't get attached. And, and we're, you were saying it, it's bad for baseball, and I totally agree. And every once in a while, they're going to fluke their way into making a World Series like they did in 08 and like they did this past year. Uh, but uh, it, I'm going to disagree with that. And I, I think that fluking the only... their way into the World Series. We've seen so it. There's like, past I think, results behind it. I think that the only reason in all seriousness that they made the playoffs this year is because of the shortened season. I, I don't think over so that, 162 games this this mid, that's fluking their uh, way in. Then what about last for year? last season? No, for no. Two seasons so, ago. Okay, but what I'm saying is that they were a success this year. You know, they made it to the World Series. Um, but you could see by the end of the playoffs, even the middle of the playoffs, their bullpen got exhausted. And I, I, I don't think that they could sustain the level of competitiveness and the level of um, successful bullpen pitching throughout a 162-game regular season to me. Um, so the only – like, I don't know. I, I just – like, Over yes. Over the course it's, of 162 was, with only Tyra Glass now this season, where is this bullpen in August? Well, that's Where's what I'm that? saying. I don't they're, – they're not – they're going to fall off in the middle of the summer. And then that leaves a team like Toronto who got hot. They could jump them. Um, the Yankees who got hot could jump them. Um, so I, I do think that this is a problem. And um, I want to say that that baseball fans, you know, the common baseball fan says, hey, you know, Kevin Cash is a phenomenal manager. He took this really average-looking roster to the World Series. But really, he got lucky. I mean, they wrote analytics to the T, and it absolutely backfired on them, thankfully, because I have been one to very much express how much I dislike the analytics in the game. Um, but I I just think that the Rays took advantage of it, and, you know, Scott and Tyler saying that this is like a robotic organization is 100% correct because they look at their players as robots. They look at all the players on the field as robots, and – if they plug a certain number into the into the machine, it'll work. And um, I'm so happy it didn't work. I mean, but they're they're ruining the, the game are, of baseball. They're part of the problem. The, exactly. The Rays are just a microcosm of what's a problem within Major League Baseball. A big problem in Major League Baseball is there are only really three or four teams that truly go for it financially every single year. I have the standings in front of me. You got the Yankees. That's basically it in the American League because the Astros don't re-sign their players clearly. Didn't go after Cole last year. Aren't also cheat, not going after Springer. And then the National League, uh, the Dodgers are always there. The Padres are there. Uh, Atlanta signs people. And then really, who else? Philadelphia isn't adding, isn't, doesn't seem willing to add after signing Bryce Harper. The Mets are talking a big game. They haven't done anything yet. So really, you have the Yankees the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Braves. Those are four of the 30 teams in Major League Baseball that make a consistent effort to be successful and put money back into their organization. And all the other teams hoard money, it seems. The Cubs are selling off pieces. Um, San Francisco's bottoming out. St. Louis doesn't spend money on offense. I, I can go I can go on and on. Boston I have a question. isn't signing any I have a question. Pitching. Go ahead. So you think – so you said what? There are four teams that consistently go out there – and financially, financially and try to right? get talent yeah right so how many teams are in the league there's 30 teams in the league so that means 26 teams are not spending as much money as you think they should exactly right that's exactly what i'm saying. so that couldn't could. that possible couldn't that possibly mean that these players are asking for too much money no i don't think so 
Why? There's, if there's only four teams, if you look at the salary of the payrolls of these organizations, like if I brought up the Pirates payroll right now, it's it's a joke that a professional sport is is spending that little money on put on players. I think to fix this, I guess sport and the problem that they have in free agency because it's taking forever for free agents to sign. Remember Machado and Harper took till the end of February to a couple years ago to sign. It's taking all these free agents this year forever to sign you need to have some of some some sort of payroll base the pirates payroll is 54 million dollars mike trout makes like all of that 90 percent of that with with the money that these teams have from in a non-pandemic year gate and merchandise and revenue sharing and tv contracts and the fact that every team that goes over the luxury tax that tax dollars goes directly into the pockets of the smaller market teams it's an absolute joke that I'm not saying for the Pirates to go and double their payroll to 100 million, but the fact that it can't get into like the 80s, something like that, it, it's wrong. It's wrong that okay, these so owners afford money. So, so here's my next question: Is who do you want them to sign? Sign somebody. Sign. There's a who? million starting pitchers out there. Uh, that's not the question. It's just no. But that, that is the question. Spending. So, like, if if there Doesn't was somebody, who it is. So all right. So look at the Phillies, for example. The Phillies just spent 300 million dollars on their right fielder, right? And they went and got their guy and they went and thought and they and they got the guy they thought was going to turn their franchise around. But you just put them in the category of they don't spend their money. They're not willing to spend right, right now. They're not. They have the best catcher in baseball. Okay. And they're not willing to sign him. So, OK, and I agree with you that they should sign him. And I'm not That's, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. What actually, I'm saying, I lie. The Pirates are not at fifty four million dollar payroll. They're at thirty one million dollars. There are singular so, players that make more than that. There's a dozen singular players that make more than that. But my point is that if the Phillies don't think that financially it makes sense for them to go sign Real Muto, they're not going to sign him. Right? I mean, they went out and they spent $300 million on their right fielder. So Real Muto is still yeah, available. When, you're, when your so owner why sits there and why says isn't we're any gonna... other team... Why isn't any other team jumped on him yet? Because he wants record-breaking money, so his market's going to take a while. But when you're when your owner and John Middleton going into the offseason for Bryce Harper says we're going to spend stupid money, and you sign Harper, yes, you sign him there. They signed Zach Wheeler, but they didn't do anything else to support the rest of that roster and put him in a bad spot. But I I, see, I understand what Glenn's saying. So I, I was at a question. So Major League Baseball doesn't have like a salary floor that they have to spend. No, no, because like in the NBA they have a salary floor where they have to meet to prevent teams from bottoming out. Like when the Sixers were doing their tanking, they were taking on bad contracts and just waiving those players just to meet the salary like floor because they had to spend so much money. Maybe Major League Baseball should do that and say, you guys have to spend this amount of money on player contracts this year just to bring up competitive balance and have more teams being involved. Um, Because Glenn's right. There's not enough teams consistently in the market looking to bring players in. Okay, but here's here's my problem with that is, again, we just had a team in the World Series Granted, it was a different year, and I said it was a fluke, but we just had a team in the World Series, or Scott said it was a fluke, sorry. We just had a team in the World Series that doesn't spend any money. 
So it's not like they're not competing. Yeah, but they have immediately gone out and blown up their team. They're trading their best pitcher, one of their best position players, and Kevin Kiermaier is on the market. Like, they don't want to sustain that. Okay, and that I don't agree with that. But my point is that you could do it. You could make it without spending the money, and that's what some of these teams are trying to do. But 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 which team? It's really just the really full circle. Teams that have been consistently in the playoffs for the last three to four years: the Dodgers, the Yankees, the the Red Sox won the World Series a few years ago. They're at one hundred forty-three million dollars. The Nationals won the World Series a couple years ago, one hundred thundred-seven million dollars. The Cubs are over a hundred million dollars. The Braves are over a hundred. So a vast majority really, the of the teams, the, the Rays are the, the anomaly of teams. The that vast don't spend money that make the, the vast majority of teams that you just mentioned has had very little success over the last few years. What are you talking about? They all make the playoffs. I just mentioned the Dodgers who just won the World Series. The right. Yankees who won a hundred games two seasons in a row and make the made the ALCS uh, three out of the last four years before this year. The Nationals won the World Series. The Cubs won the World Series in 2016. I'm giving you success stories. But the Cubs are not spending any money now. They're blowing right it now, up. But this, this was expected. Once Bryant and Rizzo got to the end of their contracts, we knew that they were going to blow it up. John Lester was reaching the end of his time in Chicago. It's different when an era ends and everybody gets old and then you got to reset. It's a whole other bag when either you're the Rays and you have this great roster and you refuse to add to it and then end up selling off, or if you're a team like the Pirates or the Orioles or the Marlins or you know even the Mariners who haven't made the playoffs since 2001 that don't even seem to try. That's the big difference in that there. I think the Giants are one of those teams also where they kind of came out of that success story, but then since then, I feel like they're out of that honeymoon phase where they don't get that leeway anymore. You can't say like, okay, they had their success, their guys retired, they're old, they had to kind of restructure a little bit, but they're taking and some time to come back, and I feel like that's kind of a front office thing. That That's a market that should be spending all the time. 100%. Like, they, were, they were in it on Bryce Harper, but who knows how – like. They, I feel like their contract was much lower. Like, that's what they're located in one of the richest areas in our country, and they don't spend. I don't remember the last big time contract uh, free agent that they got. They let their generational starting pitcher leave in Bumgarner. Now you can say he's not the same player anymore, but I agree with that move. You let him go I mean, to a division rival. Yeah, he's, at that point, it was right. kind of time to move on. But who's the last big time free agent they signed? I can't imagine. And then they traded him immediately. Cueto too? Did they yeah, sign Cueto, Cueto or probably. did they trade for Cueto? They tr- signed for, they signed him, I think. Signed, so yeah. and that is I mean, I guess that hasn't worked out because of injuries, but they don't go after anybody. Like they should be involved. I I, just, I don't get it. I, do you want to go back to the Cubs since we were talking about Darvish before? Or? Yeah, I think it's an interesting topic. Okay. I'm down for it. Yeah, go ahead. I I I mean they're just it's time for them to go all in and yeah. suck again for a long time. So I guess, yeah, I mean, it kind of plays into what cash is saying, but it's just time. Like they got to trade, they got to trade Bryant. They Lester's gone. Uh, do you trade Javi Baez Rizzo? Like who, like just, it's, it's time for them in my opinion is what I'm I feel like say. if you're going to blow it up, I, I feel like Javi Baez has to be a piece that you send away. Like it's, it's a very hard decision to make, but like, if you're going to do it, you don't send off Bryant for like this middle prospect, Rizzo for this middle but, prospect. I mean, and like, that's kind of what they just set the precedent, though. With you I Darvish. know that, but I'm saying if you're going to trade off Bryant and Rizzo in the first place, you're already kind of waving the white flag. You need to, 
you got to blow it up. You got to set Javi Baez is going to get I, I you think, arguably the most. Hard, I think out it's of anybody hard to trade team. those guys without seeing what the the I guess the base will be in terms of prospects you get back when Lindor gets traded. I don't think you're going to see any of those guys get moved before Lindor gets traded because I think Lindor is going to set the market for who you could get back for you know a star infielder like a Baez or a Bryant or whoever else they want to trade a Rizzo or a Contreras or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I, I guess you could say the same thing like with Arenado for Bryant. Like if Arenado gets moved, that's going to set the market for what you get for Chris Bryant. Because Which would be nothing compared to Nolan Arenado. Yeah, absolutely. Because Bryant has been pretty bad the last yeah. two years. Almost non-existent. You don't even hear about him really anymore. Now more just because of the moving talks and transactional stuff. But yeah, it, it, he's really fallen off the face of the earth. I don't know why because the guy won MVP and rookie of the year back to back years. Like should have been able to keep building upon that. Did he have a baby? <laughs> possibly. <I'm serious. laughs> possibly. No, it's entirely possible. Like that, like, I don't know. Real life stuff does get in the way. Who knows? I don't know. Tough. Uh, tough to have a kid. Never done it, but. Let's talk about free agency as a whole, because other than James McCann signing with the Mets, there's been really nothing going on. Uh, DJ, DJ LeMahieu remains out there. Trevor Bauer remains out there. George Springer remains out there. Obviously, JT Romuto is still out there. This seems to be a problem with Major League Baseball. We, we, we talked about it before with all these teams who a lot of them just don't really want to spend money. But... I, I think it's I think it's I think it's a problem because we see in the NBA, you know, within 24 hours of free agent free agency opening, all these guys are signed, or they're. It's much easier, free- and people know where they're going. You can talk to your friends. The league is so much smaller. It's I don't know. I, I just feel like in baseball, in NBA, in NBA, one player changes the complexion of an entire organization. It could change the complexion of the league, right. an entire conference. It's crazy. Right, and it does. It's not the same way in baseball. But, but that doesn't really change why it goes so much faster. Like, why does be like? Well, because because these these NBA players are all best friends, which drives me up a wall. But they're all best friends, and so like LeBron's talking to AD in the offseason. He said, "Hey, as soon as you hit free agency, you're gonna sign with us, right?" And so yeah, that's it. And bottom line, that's that's just the way it goes every year. I feel like it's also easy in the NBA, and I'm not gonna sit here and pretend to understand how the NBA contract structure works and like all like the fancy stuff, Scott, you probably know better than I do. Glenn, you probably, you all, all three, you probably know better than I do it. I feel like with max contracts, I feel like it's very apples to apples. Like it's easy when you're trading stars like that. I feel like it's like, you're on a max deal. You're on a max deal. All right, here you go. There's nothing fancy salary wise. Like obviously behind the scenes, there's gotta be like fine print stuff, but like on the surface, it doesn't seem too complicated to just kind of orchestrate a deal like that. In the NBA, you throw in like seven first round picks because you do that now. I don't know. It's kind of how it works. It just seems easy. Like baseball is much more intricate. Is that it shouldn't take, it, regardless of the difference between the NBA and MLB, it shouldn't take three months for people to decide where they're going. I think the it, pandemic it, also has that, a factor. No, but it happens every year, Tyler. I, I put that yeah, on the players. The Harper year. I put that on the free agents. How? Yeah, how can I, you I guess because there is, there is so much money. How? Because, that I'll tell can you why. Because, because, First of all, I think that Bryce Harper knew he wanted to go from day one. However, I don't think he wanted to go through an entire spring training if he didn't have to. That's what I do. I think spring training is too long. That doesn't make sense. He got what he wanted. He didn't want to go to spring training? Is that what you're saying? What? He didn't want to go to spring training. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't think he wanted to go. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to go through the whole process of spring training. 
With I think a brand that, new team. Been, you, really? What does that mean? That's. I feel like Why that's would, such a weird argument. I don't know. I, I don't understand. I'm speaking when English. When have we right? ever I, seen someone say, I don't want yeah. to go to spring training? But he's signing to a new team. He should be excited to go there. Why would you not want to go to spring training? It makes no sense logically. He said he, from the beginning where he wanted – he said he wanted to be in Philly from the beginning. Did I all say Give me, He knew they his – no, you're, right. you're right. You're right. You're always right. I forgot. He knew I his, am always I, right. Why even argue? Why he even knew argue? his number. Harper knew his number that he wanted. He wanted – Which The first team to hit that number, Scott, he was going to go. He was, he, ne- he was never like, oh, I'm going to be a Philly. He, he wanted to be in Philly, but he wanted the number more, I think. And he wanted to be higher paid than Machado, so he waited until after Machado. And he wanted to be higher paid than uh, – Stanton, and he got both of that. I, I just, okay. I don't, it's back to that thing, and I feel like there's a disconnect. It's not talked about, but between sports fans' expectations and reality, I feel like right now there's kind, it's not like very blatant, but there's kind of a line where you think it's like a franchise mode and it's easy, but like this is a 300 plus million dollar contract. Like uh, that's a lot of money. It's not just like snap of the finger. That, no, like if it takes months, it takes months. Like that's to, it. And I think that's where the issue starts is that there is no cap. There's yeah, a guy can get whatever he wants and somebody can sit there and think that they're worth $500 million. And in reality, they're not, but in terms of baseball, because the way that the market is, they can say that they are. And it's going to take a while for them to, go through those conversations because it is, it's a ton of money that's but getting it's not, around. It's not just the Harpers and Machados and all those $300 million contracts that are not signing. Liam Hedricks is still out there. Now right, a reliever's so not going to make $30 million a year. What if the same team wants that Machado or Harper, right? So say, um, let's use uh, Harper, for example, right? Say the Phillies were interested in Liam Hendricks, but they can't afford him after they just dropped $300 million on or $30 million a year on Bryce Harper. They're not going to go out and get Hendricks first. They got to wait until the big, the big stars fall. But then that, that goes back into the conversation that I'm trying to, that I'm trying to bring up where there's going to be 20 teams that are not in on Harper. Cause they don't want to spend that kind of money that could, that could sign a Liam Hendricks. Like yeah, the, the, who, Oakland, the Oakland athletics can bring back Liam Hendricks if they wanted to, they're not going to go after Bryce Harper. Isn't it possible that Liam Hendricks doesn't want to sign with the Oakland athletics? Well, okay, then it's a team that's on the same salary base as the Athletics, like, you know, a Kansas City or a Minnesota, they can get Hendricks too. There's a million other secondary markets that could afford people, those second-tier free agents yeah, that, it's are, that, that are still not signed. It's that middle tier that should, like, go right away. and But it's it's either – it's the guys that are getting signed on minor league contracts that get signed right away, or it's – and then we wait all – winter long for the big guys, but these middle guys shouldn't be sitting around waiting because what happens when these big guys, they take until February, like it messes everything up. Like you should be, you you should be wanting to get your contract on as a player. So you know where you're going to be when spring training rolls around and you don't have to be, you know, sitting around waiting all that time. I, personally, I would, I would get, I would try and sign as quick as possible in my personal opinion. I feel like from the player's perspective, that's the case. I feel like they want to sign soon. I just feel like it's not on the owners right now. I feel like they're not going, and it's still very early. Like it's we're still three or but we yeah, had three, we had winter me- out. No, nothing happened at winter meetings this year. That's usually a big week of something happening. Well, we got also yeah, nobody nothing. knows what's going to happen with the season. That's we the don't other know thing. If we're the owners fans. are pushing. I feel like they're pushing you know, to push the season back. They are. We don't know what's going on. And that's the other thing, Cash, going off of that. We don't know what's going on. In terms of free agents, 
they could be having conversations like Trevor Bauer is having conversations. I'm sure five days a week with teams every single day until he writes his name on that dotted line. It's like, it, just because something's not reported doesn't mean it's not happening. Like these, this is somebody's like career, someone's job, like front front offices to go out and do this. Like this is their day-to-day lives. Like they're doing you know, it just that, because the fans don't hear about it. They're trying to sign players. It's not like, that's the other thing with the NBA. They're sitting that's on the, the other hands. thing with it's the NBA happening. is, the, the NBA, every player in the in, in the NBA is an absolute attention whore, every single one of them. And they want that attention. They want everyone to know, you know, that they were offered a contract and they didn't like it. You know, they want that to be public. It's a freaking reality show. But Major League Baseball is a lot different. And some people don't like that. Like Glenn wants to know every detail of everything. And that, fine. But that's just not the case with Major League Baseball. You're just not going to get that. We never have. We never will. In my opinion, I don't. I don't think that's going to change. And I'm not to say that's a bad thing that some people want all the attention, uh, all the information. I get it. I love the information that we get out of NBA, but for me, MLB is just all, it's a just different ball game, pun intended. I mean, I, I still think that you know, six weeks away from pitchers and catches reports, we we should have more activity than what we've had other than as i said before the james mccann signing there's been nothing uh you know steve cohen goes on twitter and he promises all these things he's he hasn't he hasn't come through on anything it's i guess it's just annoying to me because all these other free agencies are so entertaining it gets their it gets the fans so like excited even when there's no games and then people forget baseball's a thing in December and January and November, because there's no activity to talk about, and that's why well, we had I'm going to be honest with you. On people, people, people forget that baseball is a thing during July and August too. Major League Baseball doesn't do anything to help the case, and we've been talking about this for a year now. Like they are their own worst enemy. This is all manifested by Rob Manfred. He doesn't do anything to help the league. He's done nothing but hurt the league. So if you want my honest opinion. Um, this is all coming back to that full circle of Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball just not doing anything for the fans. I don't yeah, know. The, I guess. The, the marketing is different. The NBA and the NFL are twelve-year, or twelve-month-a-year media games, along with being a sport. Whereas baseball is just a sport, and they they play their games when they are in season, and then they kind of take a nap during the off season. All right, let's move on. Tyler has an article that he wants us to react to. Some yeah, old think, predictions for 2021. I think it'll be an interesting little exercise to do here. It is a Bleacher Report article from today from Zach Reimer um, on Twitter. He is at Zach Reimer, Z-A-C-H-R-Y-M-E-R. Um, it, it, I'll link the article in the YouTube bio I can't do it on Spotify, or maybe I can do it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I could check, but um, it is basically his 10 bold predictions for MLB in 2021. And I was just looking through it because I was kind of catching up on my baseball stuff. And there's 10 of these kind of headlines, and they're all hot takes, I guess you could say. So I'm going to, I guess, go down the list and then give like a little agree, disagree, is it possible, is it not possible? And then we'll get some interesting conversation from this. So the first one, what's up? Fire away, I said. Fire away. Okay, so the Miami Marlins will finish in last place. Sure. 
Yeah, uh, I, they're I, a complete product of the 60 game season. I'm sorry. Like if you go down the talent on the roster, it's a, first of all, I want to just preface a tremendous season by them. I don't think, I don't remember the last time we did an episode when we kind of recapped the whole season. I don't know if I gave the credit where credit was due. Mm-hmm. Then making the playoffs and then winning a series in the playoffs is something that they should all be proud of. But over the course of 162, if you look at their rotation and their lineup and you put it against the rest of the National League East, especially since you got to think that the Nationals will bounce back somehow and then the Mets will sign some guys and be better, I, I can see that. I think the division in the whole is really tough, and I don't know if the Marlins stack up against it. But they're definitely ascending. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Top to bottom, National League East is probably the best division on paper uh they and over 162 they definitely would have slid back a little bit but yeah great season dom mattingly did a great job uh jeter did a great job um and we should also you know give them props for hiring uh kim ang as the first uh female uh yes. general manager yes. in all of sports uh being yep. progressive there but they they probably do take a step back this year so i would agree they do come in last place I just feel like, and it's no fault of their own. I don't think it's regression. I just feel like it's standard. I feel like it's all part of the process. It's just we were. I, I think we I were think blessed with some last place and still have a very respectable season. Like if they win, yeah, 73, 76 games. They can still come in last place, depending on how much Philadelphia, Washington, and New York improves. Because we know Atlanta is going to be at the top. Um, you know, the Phillies would have to drastically fix their bullpen and get Riamuto back, and possibly some other additions to for them to dethrone Atlanta, but. We think it, we, we can assume that Atlanta's going to be at the top, and then it's going to be a three ray race for that two spot. And then the Nationals could have a very respectable season and still be in last place. Yep. Marlins. Marlins, yes. Sorry. Sorry. Um, okay. Next one, which I happen to strongly disagree with the LA Angels will win the AL West. I don't know. I don't Is know. He's assuming from. that they get Bauer. I still don't think it he, makes a difference. I mean, well, the gold standard in that division is probably Oakland because Houston seems like their window is closing quickly. Yep. Um, because they had a bad. They also season. cheat. Even though, even though they went to the game seven of the LCS, they're not going to bring back Springer, and next year Correa is probably going to be out as well. So, if you're gunning for the Oakland Athletics, and if you sign Trevor Bauer, I guess it's attainable. But until that happens. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I, I just don't. I, just, I, I, look at the I won't. I won't believe it until I see it with them. And it sucks because we said it before. Mike Trout deserves better, but yes, he chose to stay there. Uh, I. I just. I don't see it. They, they have Rendon. They need to figure out who their shortstop's going to be because Simmons yeah, is going to be a free agent. Simmons. Um, and then and then who's this Otani? Who who is he? Like we got to find out. Not doing this again. I'm not doing it again. We're not what doing this. This guy. Sucks. Wait till yeah, he does something in a couple Trevor, months. But no, seriously, if you have Trevor Bauer, your number two starting pitcher is probably Otani, right? Now is he someone you can trust? A part time pitcher being your second guy in the rotation? I that's tough. No, I, I as much as I like the the thought of him being a two way guy. You probably have to commit to them one way or the other at this point. Um, because I think that takes a toll on him. And he has he, he hasn't had the success that I would like to see he's out. He's also of been him. hurt in yeah, both he's, of these he's been hurt. So I, I just don't see it with the Angels. I, I'd say athletics win that division. I, I'd take the I take the Mariners to have a better chance of winning that division. But I will say if 
Los Angeles decides just they wake up one morning and decide that we're going to just spend all of the money and they're going to get Bauer and then get Real Milto too and then get all these people, then yeah, because I don't think the athletics are, you know, a world beater in that division. I think they're catchable, but, you know, it's a lot of work that Los Angeles has to do to catch them. I agree. Cash, what do you got? They, they stink. Move on. They, they're they're tar- horrible. All right, next one. I got okay, I'll let you start off this one. I feel like you might have some uh, interesting take on this. Vlad Guerrero Jr. will win the AL batting title. Did he lose 60 pounds yet? I mean, I don't know. He lost a lot of weight. I don't know if you saw it. I mean, he did look a did little he? I was totally kidding. So did Gary no, Sanchez. Really the, the AL batting title? Batting title. Means the highest average, right? So I'm not going that's, crazy, right? That's the highest average. Yeah. No shot. Which means if Have the Yankees re-sign DJ LeMahieu, the... he's got to beat out DJ LeMahieu for average. He has to beat out. There's no shot. The, the dude's, the dude is a free swinger. Like good for him. He's gonna hit a lot of bombs, but he's not gonna hit for average. No shot. Two seven. Sorry. Two seventy-two in twenty nineteen and two sixty-two last year. Two sixty-nine. Not exactly what I call progression. Like he could win maybe one day he could win a batting title if he like progresses because he's what twenty something he's twenty two years old twenty one okay but you, he, this guy this article said next year no to for him to be make a ninety point increase in his batting average in one season one this off season reach. I'm not sure I'm not sure it's a reach can we move on yeah please <laughs> I said these were good topics no I think these are good topics I'll give him credit but that was a little bit of a reach uh, next one Jesus Lazardo will win the AL Cy Young Award. I think this is a little bit of a reach as well. It's kind of similar to the Vlad one. I feel like, I mean, these are bold predictions, so I feel like you can't like shame the guy for it. And I don't want to shame him for it because they're interesting talking points, but there's just too many good pitchers in the AL. I don't think so. You got Bieber, you got Cole. There's going to be no Verlander. Stop right there. I, I, I don't yeah, think I guess you could both stop of them. Right there. He doesn't have a better Gio season. You got, you know, kind of wild cards like, Lazardo and like a Lance Lynn and Bauer could be, end up in the AL. Bauer, so. if he ends up in the American League, I don't know. But the but how about but you know Bieber won the AL Cy Young last year mostly because the division he pitched in isn't exactly an offensive machine in the in the AL Central. But you got to remember, crazy. last year was very division oriented. This year might go back yeah. or should go so back to a very normal If you're playing schedule. 19 times a year against a, you know, a, a regressing Houston team that's not cheating, um a young Seattle team, the Angels and the Rangers and you do that 19 games, maybe 10 starts against his own division, he could he could eat up some numbers there, but you I don't know. To to go against Bieber and Cole and even Glass now if they if he goes crazy or Giolito, if he could progresses, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see it. Another, another young kid who's got great potential and great stuff, but not, not this year, not, not, not yet. All right, I'm going to keep the trend going with this next one, and I don't know how all these can happen simultaneously because it's not possible. Randy Rosarino will win AL Rookie of the Year and MVP. If Vlad Guerrero Jr. wins the batting title. Chances are he smacked a lot of home runs and probably won the MVP. So that and Randy Rosarina doing this cannot happen at the same time. Just as well, the Rays aren't going to be competitive, so he's not going to win the MVP. And well, Mike Trout wins the MVP. Rookie of the year, I think, is possible. I think it's very likely as well. Yeah, but Mike Trout's Mike Trout. That's true. 
Also, yeah. I don't think the Rays are going to completely bottom out where they're just terrible. I think they're still going to be acceptable. I think they bottom out where they're just terrible. Um, I think Rookie of the Year is very doable. Yeah, I think Rookie of the Year is doable. I'm not exactly yeah. sure who exactly is going to compete with him at this point for that award. Yeah, But so there has to be some of sort of catch-up within the league in what his holes are and how they can exploit him. Because he, he was on fire in the playoffs. Eventually, over the course of an entire offseason off of teams studying him on film, and then over the course of 162, you got to think that there's going to be some sophomore slump stretch in there in the dog days of June and July and August. Yeah, I, I, I see. Also, I see a little if bit the Rays trade me. off people, let's say they trade Kiermaier or even like a Choi, then people are going to pitch around him. That's a good point. Very good point. I didn't even think of it that way. Should we move on? We shall. Next one. Ian Anderson will win the NL Rookie of the Year and the Cy Young Award. Both? That's bold. I, I give him half. I could I could see him being a Rookie of the Year guy. He just f- f- lights out in the postseason. Uh, I know we were a little skeptical of him going into the postseason, being their number two, but he had a great postseason. He pitched in a lot of big innings. So he he understands what he has to do to be a successful pitcher, um, but Cy Young in in a division where he's going up against Scherzer, Degrom, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Strasburg, like teammates, and, yeah, and Mike like Mike Soroka was a guy who was close to being a Cy Young. Um, there's just too many good pitchers in the National League for him to beat out. All right, for the next one, let's go on to Bryce Harper. Will win the NL MVP award. I, I, I love possible. it. Yeah, I, I have no I, reason to say he won't do it. I, I I would say I would agree with that one. He's put up really good numbers the last two years. Um, he's needs more help to do it because last year he started out great. He put the team on his back to start out the year, and then he kind of he fell into a little bit of a slump because he got tired of carrying everybody. Um, he picked it back up at the end of the year. Um, so I'd love for him to win MVP. So I, I agree with that one. I'll, I'll take a Harper as the MVP. All right. That's, next one. that's like that. saying the sun's going to come out tomorrow. Like <laughs> that's not really a hot take. That's kind of a, I don't know. It's a very opinion. talented league. He, I don't know. Now they got a Cunha and you it's got a bold prediction. Not a hot take. And then Freeman. Soto, but to say Bryce Harper is going to win the MVP, it's not that's not like a stretch by any no. means. So that's um, number seven on the list. Yes. Come on, Glenn. Come on, Glenn. not smoking hot. Just I don't know if these are ranked. I think there's just a lukewarm, a room temperature take. Yeah, Fair. I like that. Next one, number eight. It will not be a bounce back year for Christian Yelich. I disagree with this. I think it will be. I think last year was kind of wonky with this, the shortened season, like. It's hard to figure it out and get in a groove. And baseball is a very groovy game like that, where you just kind of have to get on hot streaks and just go. And he's one of those guys that has a sweet swing and just needs to see the ball hit the bat. And I, I feel like he'll, he'll get it back. He's a very talented player. We know that. And he, he was banged up last year too. So that, that's going to make a big you know impact on your performance. I mean, there's a million a guys year. this year who had a bad season. Yeah, there's a million guys that had a bad season this year. You can go down to list Altuve, Sanchez, Glaber, um, Soto, even. All these guys had bad season. Pete Alonso, 
So over a 60 game season, if you give him 162, I think it's going to regress more towards their career averages. So I think he'll, he'll bounce back. Probably. I agree. I think he'll have a good year. All right. Number nine, the Chicago White Sox will reach the World Series. Nope. I'm just going to go now for obvious answers. Look at Glenn's hat. That's all you have to know. But but to say that they won't, I mean, if I had to rank the American League now, it would probably be Yankees one and then Chicago two. In a seven-game series, if Chicago can beat the Yankees with Giolito and Lance Lynn at the top, why not? I think the Yankees are better than the White Sox, and I think the Yankees are going to make moves that are going to separate themselves from the White Sox. But if you get into a postseason series, anything could happen. I don't believe in the Twins. I think the Astros are kind of done. Um, Oakland never wins in October. The Astros also Yan- cheat. And, 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 the Yankees, and the Yankees have a tendency to not for, to forget how to hit in the playoffs. So why not? I don't think they will. I think the Yankees are the favorite in the American League. But well, why not? Yeah, I, I like that one. Um, nothing against you guys, but. They have the reigning MVP in Jose Breu. They got a guy in Tim Anderson who is up at the top for batting title. He was in it for MVP this year. Uh, Luis Robert had a great rookie year. Uh, Eloy Jimenez can hit the cover off the baseball. They got Yasmani Grandal. Uh, plus, they got pitching. Lito had a great year, had one of the best pitcher performances all year um, and his no-hitter. Um I, I could see them making the World Series, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll agree with this one. I'll I'll pick the the White Sox to go to the World Series for this activity's sake. Alrighty, ten out of ten is going to be. You guessed it. The San Diego Padres will win the World Series at Wrong. the end of the year. Nope. I mean, they're talented enough. Yeah, I would but say they have, okay. they have the roster to do it. They can do it. I would even go as far as say they will win the division. I think it's possible. I would not rule it out. I think they're good enough to do it. I just yeah. really do. I, I agree with you fully there, Ty. Definitely enough talent to win the division. It's going to be a challenge, but they have the talent. They can Absolutely. definitely definitely win the World Series uh, with, with the talent that they have. And who knows? They they might still have more to do. We, we don't know. Um, they're going to be a force this year, and I, I'm excited to watch them. Even in 2022, you get Clevenger back. Like, come on. Give me a break. I think they could win the World Series this year. I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. No. I think it's definitely possible. I think the Dodgers should still be the favorite because they are the defending World Series champions, and they've won the last eight NL Wests. And arguably but might get better. If you get off, if you get over that Dodger hurdle, um, yeah, they can, they can win the World Series. I don't see why they can't. Yeah. All right, so that was 10. Back to you, Glenn. That was 10, and we're pushing the clock – so I guess I'll end this show. We can do winners and losers if you want, or we can make our own bold predictions for the season. One bold prediction each. I don't really have winners. One or bold losers. prediction yeah. each. If you want to do that, Let's we can go around the heart and starting with Scott. Oh, put me on the spot right away. Um, you know, um, I, I said it before when we were talking about the uh, the Angels winning the NL West. I'll give it to the Seattle Mariners to win the to win the AL West uh, this year. I liked what they did this past season. They're a young team. They played hard. They developed. Kyle Lewis is an absolute monster. Um, so I'll, I'll pick them. I, I, I like the Mariners to break their uh, postseason drought in 2021. 
Okay, I like that. Is it my turn? Sure. All right, Tyler, you want the next round? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. The lagging Glenn gives me the go-ahead. <laughs> um, my bold prediction for this offseason is going to be that the New York Yankees end up with a Chicago Cub player via trade. I'm not going to put a finger on who it is. I think it can be Kyle Schwarber. It could be Chris Bryant. It could be Anthony Rizzo. It could be an arm. I think the Yankees work out a deal with the Chicago Cubs this offseason and a big name, if not arguable big name player comes to New York. I don't know who it is, but that's it. All right. Cash, you're up since it's uh, lagging. Um, whew, wow. Um, all right. My bold prediction, and I, man, I wish I didn't say this, but my bold prediction is um, by the end of the season, Brian Cashman will be on the hot seat. Interesting. I mean, I could see it. There's, there's been a lot of pressure on him recently. Uh, and I think the fact that DJ LeMayu hasn't been signed is a disgrace. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a joke. And uh, I think that Brian Cash will be on the hot seat. All right. <clears throat> is Glenn, does it. Is Glenn, is Glenn there? All right. Glenn left <laughs> and I, came back. Am I here? You're here. All right. I was about to do I'm the outro. I, go for it. Send okay. the people home. Can you hear me? Yes, go for it. You got me. Okay. Yes. I think that the Toronto Blue Jays will acquire Francisco. Francisco, Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor. <laughs> Francisco All, right. Lindor. All right. Got it. I'm not taking any more chances. Glenn's getting, Glenn's getting muted. I am doing this outro and we're going. Thank you for watching Base Hit Ball 4. Um, I don't know when we'll be back. Glenn is still frozen. Oh, he can hear me now. All right, I'm going to unmute him. Go, unmute yourself. Go. No. This is a train wreck. Thank you for watching Base Hit Ball 4. For myself, Scott Rodswell, Glenn Negerson, Alex Cashman, we will see you next Wait, week. Wait, can you hear me? <laughs>